0: Betty. I'd like to call the TJPA Board of Directors Meeting of March 10th, 2022 to order. I'm Jeff G, the Board Chair. This Board meeting is being conducted pursuant to provisions of the Brown Act and in compliance with the California State Assembly Bill AB 361 to facilitate teleconferencing to reduce the risk of COVID-19 transmission at public meetings. Ordinarily, the Brown Act sets strict rules for teleconferencing, AB 361 has suspended those rules. This meeting is being held during a proclaimed state of emergency and state and local officials have imposed or recommended measures to promote social distancing. As noted on the agenda members of the public may observe this teleconference meeting via SFGov TV and they may offer public comment by calling the published public comment phone number. I'd like to welcome the members of the public and staff who are watching us live on SFGov TV, And I'd like to thank the SFGov TV staff for their support and services. Mr. Secretary, could you please call the roll? Thank you, Chair G. I would like
1: to note that Director Forbes, Director Tomlin and Director El Tawansi will not be in attendance for today's meeting. Directors, please respond when I call your name. Director John Baptiste. Present. John Baptiste present, Director Lipkin. Present. Lipkin present. Director Shaw. Present. Shaw present. Chair G. Here. G present. Please note that Vice Chair Manaman is expected and I will make note of it when you arrives. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. Directors, item three is communications, and we like to remind the public that the public comment process is listed on the agenda and streaming on the screen. Are there any other communications from the the board? I'm not aware of any. If not, I will proceed to call your next item. Directors, item four is board of directors new and or old business. I'm also not aware of any. I will proceed to call your next item. Directors, item five is the executive director's report.
2: Good morning, Directors. I hope we have a smooth and clear audio today. Uh, We're going to attempt the unthinkable and keep that throughout the entire meeting today. Um, It's been a busy few weeks here at the TJPA and at the Salesforce Transit Center. A couple things to update you on. You've probably heard the announcement from Mayor Breed, the San Francisco Chamber of Commerce, and many of our largest downtown employers that their employees have begun to return to the office this month. This is visible here at the center. Um, And we are seeing more people in the center and more events occurring or planned to occur at the park. And we are partnering with iconic downtown destinations, the Embarcadero, Union Square, Ferry Building, the Crossing nearby, etc. Along with the city's Office of Economic and Workforce Development for week-long events to welcome employees back to downtown at the end of this month of March. Uh, anecdotally, my NX bus this morning was standing room only, which is a great sign to see on transit for the first time in many months. Um, and it's getting difficult to find a seat for lunch on the rooftop park. So uh, excited to see the level of activity. You'll hear more from our facilities director, Jen Norris, about some of our recent events. Uh, but it was nice to see the Washington High School's winter dance here in our park on Friday night. Uh, We continue to make progress in our uh, city's response to COVID-19, and with vaccination requirements now lifted in most indoor settings, we're happy to resume hosting small meetings within our TJPA offices. However, just earlier this morning, the Transportation Security Administration announced that masks will remain required on public transportation, including within the center, until at least April 18th, and we ask our visitors to remain vigilant regarding masking except when on the rooftop park. At the end of February last month, we launched our public walking tour program for the center with SF city guides. And, and if you could hear me last meeting, um, we announced this. Uh, we've had two tour groups on February 25th, uh, and they were very well received. Tours will be about one hour long and will be offered one to two times a month, including this Friday, uh, with most of the tours are actually already sold out. So it's been a very popular activity. Uh, THE PUBLIC CAN FIND MORE INFORMATION ON THE West WEBSITE, sfcityguides.org. WE'RE MAKING uh, CONTINUED PROGRESS ON OUR WAYFINDING EFFORTS AND ITEM 10 TODAY, Jen AND LILY WILL PRESENT uh, OUR RECOMMENDATIONS TO APPROVE A PROFESSIONAL SERVICES CONTRACT TO IMPROVE THE DIGITAL WAYFINDING SYSTEM AT THE CENTER, WHICH IS PART OF A MULTI-PHASE WAYFINDING IMPROVEMENT um, HERE IN THE OFFICE. Finally, we'll be uh, hosting the Danish consulate for a tour of the center this afternoon and continue to have uh, interested parties from around the world uh, looking at the transportation improvements we've built uh, here at the center. On the DTX, we continue to advance on the technical and funding advocacy front. We received 12 proposals for the four DTX real estate services solicitations that you approved uh, in a recent meeting. Contracts award are scheduled for your April board meeting Uh, Once these consultants are engaged, staff and our PMPC team will uh, begin work towards completion of a real estate acquisition management plan, which is a requirement under the Federal Transit Administration's CIG New Starts grant program before real estate acquisition uh, can begin. Last month, the High Speed Rail Authority issued its draft business plan for public review. Uh, We have been monitoring and reading through the plan as it makes its way to the legislature. Um, and uh, appreciative of recognition of the Salesforce Transit Center as the northern terminus, um, and comments are due uh, by April 11th. We'll also be attending public hearings and providing our support for the advancement of the plan through the uh, upcoming state process. Funding remains a big topic of our focus um, for the DTX. On the local level, we're pleased to report that the TA, the County Transportation Authority's Expenditure Plan Advisory Committee, APPROVED A DRAFT PLAN FOR THE PROP K SALES TAX REAUTHORIZATION MEASURE um, AT THE END OF FEBRUARY WITH A $300 MILLION ALLOCATION FOR DTX uh, MAINTAINED IN THAT PLAN. THIS WAS UNANIMOUSLY APPROVED AT THE FIRST HEARING OF THE COUNTY TRANSPORTATION AUTHORITY BOARD ON TUESDAY WITH THE SECOND READING SCHEDULED FOR MARCH 22ND. AFTER THE TRANSPORTATION AUTHORITY, THE PLAN WILL NEED TO GO BEFORE THE METROPOLITAN TRANSPORTATION COMMISSION AND THE BOARD OF SUPERVISORS before placement before the voters on this coming November ballot. At the state level, uh, we submitted our transit and inner city rail capital program application last week, March 3rd. This is the state's cap and trade funds. We requested $600 million to be spread over multiple fiscal years, covering pre-construction and construction work and are hopeful for approval. The Metropolitan Transportation Commission has endorsed our TERSHIP application $25 or $25 million for the current cycle, and we're awaiting legislative action on the governor's budget proposal of a $2 billion augmentation cycle this summer, early fall uh, with state surplus funds uh, so that we can meet our matching funding goals for the Federal Transit Administration by August of 2023. You'll hear more details about the funding plan from the Transportation Authority's rail program manager, Jesse Kohler, uh, from in item 12 later this morning. At the federal level, uh, we're continuing to track federal funding opportunities, which includes being identified under the Federal Railroad Administration's Corridor Identification and Development Program. This is a prerequisite to be able to apply for the federal state partnership for Intercity passenger rail grant program, uh, which is similar to the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act of 2009, that of course resulted in the construction of the train box in phase one of our center. We sent a letter in response to questions that the FRA posed on Wednesday uh, along with Caltrain's co-signature and we hope to take advantage of this program when the notice of funding opportunity is issued this spring and hope to work with our partners on the state and regional levels. To reinforce some of these federal asks, uh, um, a number of us will be traveling to the American Public Transit Association's annual legislative conference beginning this weekend. IN WASHINGTON, D.C., AND WE'LL MEET WITH uh, FEDERAL TRANSIT, FEDERAL RAIL, AND DEPARTMENT OF TRANSPORTATION ADMINISTRATORS uh, AND MEMBERS OF OUR FEDERAL DELEGATION. AT THE REGIONAL LEVEL, MTC IS uh, PREPARING TO DISCUSS THE FEDERAL LEGISLATIVE uh, STRATEGY AND ENDORSE A LIST OF REGIONAL PROJECTS THIS FRIDAY AT THE MTC-ABAG JOINT LEGISLATIVE SUBCOMMITTEE. We're actively working with MTC staff to include DTX and have met with commissioners to keep them apprised of DTX's project readiness and funding need. We're hopeful that DTX will be endorsed as a regional priority uh, project as MTC seeks to finalize this federal strategy document and list. Uh, For our CAC, we included the Citizens Advisory Committee recruitment for 2022 in late February and are recommending reappointments and new appointments for your consideration in item 9, which Lily will present. Uh, You'll hear more about this shortly, but I wanted to briefly recognize an outgoing member of the CAC. You'll also hear from today, uh, Chair Holt. Uh, CHAIR HOLT, THANK YOU SO MUCH FOR YOUR TIME AND COMMITMENTS YOU HAVE SHOWN OVER THE LAST SEVERAL YEARS AND YOUR ADVOCACY AND SUPPORT OF BOTH THE TJPA AND THE Transbay PROGRAM. WE HAVE REALLY APPRECIATED YOUR CHAIRMANSHIP AND THE INSIGHTFUL LEADERSHIP YOU'VE PROVIDED TO HELP US SHAPE THE TRANSIT CENTER, OUR SERVICES AND THE DTX PROJECT. AGAIN, YOU'LL HEAR ABOUT THAT SHORTLY. LASTLY, um, I'VE HEARD SEVERAL BOARD MEMBERS re- EXPRESS INTEREST IN SEEING AN OVERALL TJPA BOARD LOOK AHEAD. Um, AND IN RESPONSE um, TO THAT, WE HAVE PREPARED A a SET OF um, MAJOR PROJECTS THAT WILL BE COMING BEFORE THE BOARD OVER THE REMAINDER OF THE CALENDAR YEAR. Um, THE NEXT MEETING, WE EXPECT TO BRING uh, THE CONTRACTS FOR THE REAL ESTATE SERVICES, uh, THE FOUR RIGHT-of-WAY AGREEMENTS THAT WE MENTIONED EARLIER. Um, AND WE'RE EXCITED TO BE AT THE FINAL uh, STAGES OF THE EASEMENT AGREEMENTS WITH PARCEL F. PARCEL F, OF COURSE, WILL BE THE LAST uh, MAJOR HIGH-RISE CONNECTING INTO THE CENTER ON THE WEST SIDE AND WILL, uh, IS EXPECTED TO BE THE SECOND TALLEST TOWER IN SAN FRANCISCO. Um, AND THOSE ARE COMING TO YOU ON APRIL 14TH, ALONG WITH AN INFORMATIONAL uh, ON OUR ANNUAL BUDGET. The following month, uh, we expect to uh, narrow our discussion of the project delivery method with a decision on what's been uh, deemed item 10, the project delivery uh, design, build, finance, and maintain option. Um, And we will continue the informational discussion of our budget. And then as we get into the summer, we will look to to the board for action on our 2022-2023 budget and begin uh, a series of meetings to take our intergovernmental agreements. These are agreements with the PUC, Public Works, FIRE, et cetera, for our pre-construction work uh, and continue discussion of our governance, capital funding um, and project delivery strategy with the goal of selecting our project delivery method, whether that's construction manager, general contractor, progressive design build, design build finance maintain in July. Um, and giving you an insight into our DTX rebranding plan. This is something I'm looking forward to as it will communicate the regional benefits of the project and not its long-held acronym DTX. Then through the fall, we will start discussing the operations and maintenance plan, which we're actively working on uh, with our operator partners uh, and get further into construction, governance, capital funding, and our 20-year financial plan. Uh, ALL OF THESE DATES, OF COURSE, ARE PROJECTED AND SUBJECT TO CHANGE BASED ON AVAILABLE INFORMATION AND COMPLETION OF THE ITEMS, uh, BUT WANTED YOU TO SEE THE breadth OF THE WORK THAT WE HAD IN FRONT OF US um, AND THE TYPES OF THINGS THAT WE'LL BE ASKING FOR, EITHER INFORMATIONAL OR ACTION FROM YOU uh, HERE AT THE BOARD. So with, with that, um, your quarterly financials uh, reports is also in your packet. We'd be happy to respond to any questions you may have on those documents or anything I have presented. Um, this will conclude my executive director's report. So prior to passing it off to Jen Norris, our facilities director, wondered if there are any questions or comments from the board.
3: Thank you.
0: Adam, thank you very much for your report. Directors, any questions for Adam? not seeing any hands raised or anybody waving on the screen. So Adam, thank you. And thank you for the, um, uh, the tentative agenda for the rest of the year. I think that's very helpful for us to see what's coming. So I appreciate that.
2: Of course. Okay, seeing none, I'll ask our facilities director, Jen Norris, to give you a little more detail on uh, operations here at the center.
4: Thank you. Jason, if I could have the slides, please. All right, um, just a brief report on facility operations here at the center and the park. Um, we've made a lot of progress on wayfinding, which I'll talk to you about in, um, later in today's meeting. Next slide, please. Um, we've already heard and it's all everybody's talking about and hopefully it, the momentum continues. I just wanted to note that office attendance um, is now back to December levels that last week, um, we saw, according to Castle Systems, 27.6% office occupancy compared to pre-COVID. That's an increase of 1.5% over the prior week. All the data I'm looking at from all the sources show that particularly midweek, Wednesday and Thursday, we're seeing at least a 30% capacity as compared to pre-COVID. So that's a higher number than we've ever seen. Uh, in the last two years. So that's exciting. And um, we just keep working on the facility to prepare for those people as best we can. Next slide. Uh, Adam alluded to that we're working with a group of other partners in the downtown to create a downtown reopening celebration. Um, It has finally been named something sexier than downtown reopening celebration. We're gonna call it Bloom SF has a floral theme We are targeting the week of March 27 with the big days being Thursday, March 31st and Saturday, April 2nd. Um, And working together to advertise uh, a bunch of different options for people. As you know, the park already is very well programmed. So all the fitness and musical events will um, be skewed to have uh, spring and floral themes. And then we've added a large silent disco event on Thursday, March 31st from 5.30 to 7.30. Um, the photo in this slide is what one of those looks like pre-COVID. And so other than the Washington High School dance, I haven't never seen that many people in the plaza. So I'm hopeful that we see something that looks like that and that we have lovely weather on that evening. Next slide, please. Uh, one of the ways that we make revenue is private events. Um, it also gives us an opportunity to showcase the park to new groups of people as these employees return. I'm seeing a lot of uh, short notice, but um, easy to execute corporate networking lunches, picnics, meetups for groups of people anywhere from a 30 person drum circle for you know one group. People are doing yoga. Sometimes it's just you know 100 people having uh, sack lunches together, but. It's a revenue source and also, again, a great way to get people into the park again. um, We did do the Washington High School dance, 400 students, very successful. We did it on the plaza. Um, They were thrilled to be together. had a super good time. I have some very cool video of um, them dancing and just being together, which was fun. We're doing film and photo shoots, uh, HOKA 1-1. Uh, which makes an athletic shoot, uh, is shooting tomorrow morning at 6am. So we're just making progress. Uh, the drone shoot for JSSK restaurant, which is our destination restaurant that's being developed at the east end of the park, uh, was in mid-February. Very successful, beautiful day. And we will have access to that footage to use for our own promotional purposes, which is great. Next slide. Park programming. We just completed a request for qualifications process that closed on Tuesday. We had 23 submittals. These will be reviewed by a panel. This isn't a competitive process. This is a process just to review and make sure that the people that we are hiring to do programming in the park have the appropriate qualifications and experience. Um, So I would hope to report back later that all 23 of them are qualified and that we've greatly expanded the bench. Um, In the past process, a great majority of the people who applied for this um, were accepted. And you can see one of those musical groups performing on the slide here. The other slide shows just a steady increase since um, May of 21 through February of 22 in our overall park count, um, number of people in the park on a given day. We don't have a turnstile count. We literally wander around at one point during the day and count people. So, So it's... It's not the most reliable count, but you can feel, as Adam said, when we're when you go out for lunch, suddenly you're like, "Oh my gosh, where did all these people come from?" So, feels good. Uh, next slide. Uh, brief retail leasing update. I don't have any new leases to present to you at this time, but we are continuing to pursue leads. Uh, There are more people interested anecdotally, those conversations are warmer um, and more detailed. So I'm hopeful that we'll continue to see an expansion of retail tenants. Um, This shows our opening schedule, which is vastly the same of what I have been reflecting to you. Um, Next slide, please. And one more. most exciting stuff happening is the opening of Venga Empanadas and Tycoon Kitchen. They're finishing up now their uh, floor and ceiling and wall treatments. Uh, the photo is Venga Empanadas, who this is four or five days ago, maybe last Friday. So I suspect the floor is finished and they are at this point just waiting for a refrigerator. So we all have our fingers crossed that it comes, it's due in the next week or two. And that literally is the last hurdle, as far as I know, to their opening. So that's good news. Um, and Tycoon Kitchen will be shortly behind them and it's located right across the breezeway from them. So um, it's nice to see that synergy that's also on the same side that Happy Lemon and Phil's are operating now. So it creates a nice, you know, people come for one and notice the others open and return. So, and the neighborhood at this point, with the increased capacity, um, we're, we are seeing lines when we, stand, when we go to get lunch and stuff. So um, exciting for them to be opening at this moment. Rooftop progress, Bare Bottle Brewery, which will have the beer garden on the roof in the park. The en- design and engineering review is going well. The containers that will create that structure have been ordered. We are working with them around alcohol beverage licensing. Um, And how that will be, um, what our strategy is to allow us to have the greatest flexibility to be able to do private events both with them and without them as needed. They've been excellent partners in this conversation and so we'll know more about uh, how that proceeds and I'll share that as that information is available. And then uh, JSSK, that destination restaurant um, at the east end of the park. Uh, It's finishing up design review, so again, making progress, has momentum, uh, putting energy, time, and money into their marketing for investors, so all of that is looking good. Next slide, please. And that concludes my report. I am open for questions and appreciate your attention and time. Thank you.
0: Jen, thank you for your report. Directors, any questions for Jen? Jen? Not seeing any hands raised, Donald. Any right. assistance, anything? How looks like Director Lipkin.
5: Yes. Not so much a question,
6: more of just a, a welcome and exciting report on the facilities. It seems like things are really kind of trending in the right direction. So I just want to say uh, thanks to Adam and Jen and your teams to, for the good work. And it looks like you guys are taking advantage of the opportunities that it's
1: presenting Is the we seem to be at least in a, hopefully more than a lull, but at least a lull in terms of the, pandemic time. So I I just want to say thank you for the good work. And uh, that's
4: exciting news. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Director Lipkin. Thank you, Director Shaw, too, for full buses coming over the bridge into the transit center. That's great to hear. (laughs) I I do have a question, Jen. Having grown up during the disco era, what is a silent disco event?
4: (laughs) I haven't been to one yet. So I only can tell you from the photos maybe someone else has been but i think that we have three djs and you get a headset and so you're on the red djs channel and i think everyone else wearing a red headset is dancing to the same music simultaneously that you are but the people in the park have can see you dancing but they don't know what song you're dancing to i think that's the concept i love to dance i mean i literally danced on the hallways here so i'm super excited about it um, but
0: I don't really know. Sounds like a learning opportunity.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Very good. Look forward to that.
7: Does so that mean you're going, Jeff, on yeah. March 31st to the disco?
0: I think I'm out of town that day, but I will try to see what I can do. I think I'm in an all-day strategy session at work, but I'll see what I can do. <laughs> we should have a board retreat and see if we can learn about a silent disco event. <laughs>
4: I'll host it. I'm here anytime.
0: Very good. Oh, my gosh. What have I started? (laughs) All right. Um, Seeing there are not any other um, board comments or questions, um, public comment on the executive director's reports, Donald? There's no public comment at this time, Chair G. Okay. We'll continue.
1: Thank you. I would also like to note that Vice Chair Mandelman has joined Directors item six is the CAC update and CAC chair Derek Hope will address you on this item.
5: Uh, Good morning directors. Uh, Earlier this week we completed our March CAC meeting. After the staff report by Ms. Magis Wu there was a knowledge acknowledgement of the tremendous effort and coordination by TJPA staff to develop funding and support for the DTX on the city county state and federal level. We also acknowledge the vacant seats that we uh, hope to soon uh, be filled with well with the well qualified applicants. Along these lines, this is actually uh, the end of my term as TJPA CAC Chair. I want to thank the uh, TJPA former and current staff and directors, uh, and including the uh, steady stewardship of Ms. Nila Gonzalez. I want to thank everybody for their support of the CAC and my time with this organization. I occupied the environmentalist seat beginning in 2017, and I'm honored to have been uh, vice chair and chair of this group. I thank the directors here for listening and giving consideration to the issues raised by the CAC members, and just as important, members of the public that voice their comments at CAC meetings and these directors' meetings as well. CAC members, uh, thank Jesse Kohler of SFCTA for the DTX funding plan update. Uh, there were a few questions regarding uh, the process for confirming and acquiring the funds, as well as how much does politics actually play in acquiring the funding. And then secondly, there's another question uh, during the public comment portion regarding uh, maybe asking for, for more money for the DTX funding. Uh, during the presentation on the DTX Project Governance Study Context and Approach by Mr. Alfonso Rodriguez and Jesse Kohler, uh, they provided a great deal of detail and insight. In the past, one of our future agenda item requests uh, uh, revolved around ridership levels of local transportation agencies. We were pleased that uh, Jen Norris was able to present detailed numbers and trends, as well as cover the exciting increasing activities at the Transit Center. Albert Wong inquired about uh, programming activity and multi multicultural and diversity interest level and participation. And I, I love that Jen Norris was able to Point out her prior experience in making sure that there was significant outreach to diverse and multicultural organizations and she's using those similar tactics in her new role with the TJPA. It was a Hunter Oban Stanford who asked about the return of family-friendly film and movie nights at the park uh, and uh, a lot of people got a chance to participate that participate in that and they're looking forward to that coming back if, uh, if possible. Our last topic was uh, Parcel F. And the vent relocation. I believe most of our members were unfamiliar with this topic, and Dennis Church on the presenter, did acknowledge that the last time Parcel F was discussed in detail at the CAC meetings was probably back in 2016, before I became involved in 2017. There were questions regarding the vent location as well as general parcel F topics raised by CAC members and members of the public. And uh, based on us running shorter on time. Dennis and TJPA staff agreed to provide a historical documents and overview of project F on the website and also at upcoming future meetings. Uh, the topic of parcel F can actually be one of the CAC requests for future agenda items. There was also a request from the public for a method to get responses to questions that are raised during public comment portions of meetings like ours and, and even this, uh, this board meeting in closing, um, While this does conclude my final report as TJPA CAC chair, I do plan to stay involved and supportive of regional transit developments and programs when I'm not managing the the regional solar energy company that I I work work with. Thank you, directors. uh, And I'm here for any questions.
0: Chair Holt, thank you for your report. Directors, any questions or comments for CAC chair, Director Shaw? Yep.
7: I just have a comment, so I want to thank Derek for his time. I, I, I've, I haven't, you know, we've only met over Zoom, but I've been very um, pleased with your involvement, how you report, and and how active the CAC is for this group. So I think that's a, uh, because of you and your team. So thank you for
0: that.
5: Thank you, thank you, Michelle.
0: Thank you, Director Shaw. Other directors. not seeing any hands raised. I don't see people waving in their Zoom box <laughs> or Webex box.
2: Chair G, I wanted to also acknowledge uh, our chairman um, on behalf of the entire TJPA team. Chair Holt, we appreciate all your time, attention, professionalism, uh, energy, enthusiasm over, uh, over the CAC of these many years. And uh, we're going to take you up on your offer to stay involved and invite you to the next Silent Disco and all the other great events here that you've helped okay. create. So uh, thank you again.
0: I'll be there oh this sounds good I think that chair Holt will be at the silent disco it sounds like so cool Derek thank you thank you for your time and your service Um, it's remarkable how fast five years can go by and um, you know it is it is a long time but also it's a short time for major projects like the transit center so thank you for your service your dedication your passion And I really like what you said that you're going to continue to stay involved. So I really appreciate that. So on behalf of all of us, thank you. And look forward to seeing you at the Silent Disco and other events on the rooftop park.
5: Well, you're welcome. And thank you.
0: Very good. Any public comments on the CAC report?
1: Uh, Yes, we have a member of the public.
0: Uh, Moderator.
1: Hello, caller. Please state your name. Your two minutes begin now.
8: Hi, this is Jim Patrick calling. Uh, Thank you for the time. I wanna just uh, talk a moment about equity and uh, specifically that uh, those people who call in, i.e. people like myself and others, uh, are really the stockholders in this uh, operation, i.e. owners. And uh, we make comments which I think are thoughtful and directed to try to make some sort of a point but uh, we, the response uh, we get is uh, thank you, Mr. Patrick, and a long period of silence until the next meeting. I recommend that the executive director, I understand the board may not want to engage in a conversation, but the executive director, in his report, kind of summarizes whatever has been said at that meeting and responds accordingly, uh, whatever the position of the organization is about that particular issue. Uh, I think. Uh, those people who spend the time the public who spends the time to listen to these meetings are kind of the riding in the back of the bus and I'd like to see that changed thank you
0: any other public comments Donald on
1: CAC that concludes public comment I will go ahead and call the next item okay. thank you Directors, item seven is public comment, an opportunity for members of the public to address the authority on matters that are not on today's calendar. Seeing none at this time, I will proceed to call your next item. Directors, your next item is the consent calendar. All matters listed are considered to be routine and, we, and will be acted upon by a single vote. There will be no separate discussion of these items unless a member of the board or public so requests, in which event the, the matter shall be removed from the consent calendar and considered separately. I'm not aware. And there
0: appears to be no public comment at this time. Okay, is there a motion and a second for approval Move of the approval. consent? Thank you, Director Shaw. Is there a second? S- second. Thank you, Director Lipkin. Thank
1: you. I'll proceed to take a roll call vote. Director John Baptiste?
9: Aye.
1: John Baptiste Aye, Director Lipkin.
9: Aye.
1: Lipkin aye. Dr. Shaw.
7: Aye.
1: Shaw Aye, Vice Chair Mandelman. Aye. Mandelman aye, Chair G? Yes. GI. There are five I's and item eight, the cassette calendar is approved. I will proceed to call your next item. Directors, item nine is approving the recommended applicant to the TJPA Citizen Advisory Committee and Lily Majors TJPA Communications and Legislative Affairs Manager, will present this item.
10: Thank you, Secretary Pullett. Um Good morning, directors. Um, did t- L- Lily Magistreet, Communications um, and Legislative Affairs Manager at TJPA. Um, the TJPA Citizens Advisory Committee was created to advise the TJPA Board of Directors on matters of public interest relating to the Transbay Program. The TJPA consists of 15 members representing specific constituencies, which represent the many regional and local and regional groups impacted by the Transbay program. CAC full terms are for a period of two years and a maximum of three consecutive terms. The terms are staggered so that seven seats expire in odd years years, and eight expire in even years. Through this year's recruitment, we have seven regular seats and one midterm seat open, which includes the late member plant holds disabled advocacy, which is a midterm seat. We conducted extensive outreach during this recruitment. Um, as you know, the TJPA seeks to appoint committees that represent the diversity of the Bay Area, and we received 11 applications for seven of the eight open seats. We did not receive an application to fill the disabled advocacy. Thus, we are conducting additional outreach to the disability community and encourage individuals qualifying for the seat to apply. Before I proceed um, with the recommended appointments, I also wanted to recognize and thank outgoing NCAC CAC Chair Holt. Um, we've appreciated his membership in the CAC and I've enjoyed working with him um, during my time here over the last year and leading the CAC. As mentioned, um, we received 11 applications, including five from current members who reapplied. After reviewing all applications, we recommend the board of directors reappoint five members um, that includes Richard Barnett, Gloria Lee, Mark O'Dell, Hunter Oatman. Rich, Richard and Hunter are here um, on the call, right, uh, attending the meeting right now. And then appoint two new members to fill seven of the eight open seats, which include Gerald Cawthon for the environmentalist seat and Emmanuel Anthony nacor for the planning or good government nonprofit organization seat. Um, information about the recommendation is found in your packet. And um, we recommend that you approve the item as recommended. Um, please let me know if you have any questions.
0: Lily, thank you for your presentation. Directors, any questions for Lily? Seeing none. Amaya surgery. Thank you, Donald, for this. Assist. Any public comment? Uh, yes. Moderator.
1: Hello, caller. Please state your name. You have two minutes to begin now.
11: Yes, good morning, Directors. My name is Jocelyn Thompson. The staff report describes the extensive outreach advertising the open positions on the CAC, and I compliment staff on this effort. But the process does not provide a robust opportunity for staff, let alone the directors, to probe the candidates inspired by that outreach to submit their applications. If you do a little math, you can determine that four applicants are not recommended, but those four are anonymous to you. If you do a little more math, you may discern the gender and racial makeup of most of them, but you do not know their names, their qualifications, or the reasons they volunteered for the open position. I am one of those four, and I don't want to remain a stranger to you. Uh, Now, I want to be clear, I do not oppose the adoption of the staff's recommendation. The recommended candidates present well. Uh, that present themselves as well-qualified for their respective roles. And um, I think it's particularly encouraging that all the CAC members who have completed one term are recommended for reappointment. That means you've been blessed with committee members who are dedicated and hardworking um, and have been fulfilling their roles. And I think it's terrific that that does not need to be disturbed in any way. My sole purpose in speaking to you this morning is to introduce myself so that the next time an appropriate seat on the CAC opens, I might start the application process no longer a stranger to you. Um, To that end, let me give you um, a very brief summary of myself. I live a few blocks from the Transbay Terminal. I walk past it and the site of the old temporary Transbay nearly every day. I catch the bus here, I enjoy the park and the activities. I've watched construction advance on the various parcels that make up the redevelopment associated with the overall project. And I am eager to engage with you on all aspects of this amazing transformation of our city. Um, My participation would be informed not only by input from the community, but also- Excuse me,
0: two minutes has elapsed.
11: Thank you. I have like five sentences. May I um, impose on the uh, goodwill of the board to finish?
0: Please conclude your comments.
11: I've worked in the environmental field for 40 years. I've advised public entities such as cities and counties, quasi public entities such as the California Independent System Operator that operates our power grid and private companies, all to assure compliance with planning, zoning, and environmental laws in carrying out the development projects and their ongoing operations. Many projects have entailed transportation. I represented a class one railroad regarding a project with implications for high-speed rail. And I worked on many projects involving goods movement through ports across freeways, et cetera. And and I could list many more, but I, I will wrap up for now. Let me just say that I look forward to building a relationship with your staff going forward. And, uh, I thank you for your time.
0: Thank you, Donald. Any other public comments? Thank you for the comment.
1: Uh, this is an item for action. Is there a first and a second? I would like to move the recommend, staff recommendation.
0: Second. Thank you, Director Lipkin. Thank you, Director Shaw. it been moved and seconded. Roll call, please. Thank you. Um, Director John-Baptiste.
9: Aye.
1: John Baptiste Aye, Director Lipkin. Aye. Lipkin aye, Dr. Shaw.
8: Aye.
1: Shaw Aye, Vice Chair Mandelman.
8: Aye.
1: Mandelman Aye, Chair G. Yes. G I. There are five ayes. Item nine is approved. Directors, I will go ahead and call your next item. Directors, item 10 is authorizing the executive director to execute a professional services agreement with Lowercase Production, LLC, to provide wayfinding, signage, consultation services to the cells, for the Salesforce Transit Center for a term ending June 30, 2023, and at a cost not to exceed 485000 And Jen Norris, TJPA Facility Director, and Lily Madges Wu, TJPA Communication and Listed Affairs Manager, will present this item.
10: Thank you, Interim Secretary Pollitt, Lily Magis uh, Wu, Communications and Legislative Affairs Manager of um, TJPA. Good morning again, directors. Um, This morning's item will be a two-part update, um, which Jen Norris, TJPA Facility Director and I will be providing to you. First we'll go over our wayfinding overall efforts, where we've been, what we've been doing, and our plan for advancing forward the plan. Um, that consists of our short-term efforts. And second, the professional services agreement before you on the long-term effort to implement the wayfinding improvement plan with a focus on phase one. Um, Next slide, please. To recap of where we've been, in 2022, TJPA undertook a wayfinding gap analysis to address feedback received from our transit operators and the public. As a result, a wayfinding improvement plan Um, consisting of three phases with an estimated total cost of 4.7 million was developed. Now, the three phases includes phase one as 1.25. I know it's a lot of numbers, but for both physical signage and digital wayfinding improvements, which is the focus of this effort, and phase two is 3.46 million for the same categories, but a focus on physical signage and full replacement of overall hardware systems, and thus the higher number. Um, in phase three, we'll consider the wayfinding needs for when DTX project comes online. Um, As we implement the long-term plan, we need to address some short-term solutions. As identified by, uh, we've heard from our directors, um, public, and in coordination with the wayfinding working group that consists of TJPA, AC Transit, SFMTA, and MTC, the Metropolitan Transportation Commission um, that we formed last year. Um, Jen will discuss some of this um, efforts in her uh, that's underway right now in her um, section. As you are aware, the implementation of the plan is funding dependent, and thus we actively monitor and seek funding from local, regional, state, and federal levels. Last year, this included a request to Senator Padilla through the federal appropriations process to cover phase one costs of $1 million and a state request for full funding of the plan, again at $4.7 million, both of which did not move forward. Um, in January, um, we applied for the San Francisco County Transportation Agency Authorities Proposition AA, which has funded a vehicle registration fees to cover a portion of the phase one hardware cost of $300,000. We hope to hear back in the coming weeks on that. So that's to um, just set up the understanding of what we've been doing um, at, on our wayfinding. Go ahead to next slide, please. Um, Just to state that um, particular obvious for our wayfinding goal is for every transit user to easily locate what they are seeking within the center and to get to their destination to four block um, facility with multiple entrances with different uses from transit riders, retailers, park goers, visitors. And as mentioned, um, the public arrives from different Um, what do you call entrances from the street um, and different connections um, on the bus deck level. And acknowledging that the users have limited familiarity with such a big facility and also the surrounding areas. Next slide, please.
4: All right, thank you. Um, As I mentioned earlier, we have been making progress This is definitely a huge project uh, to improve wayfinding. And I think of it as iterative and um, something that we can continue to build on. Um, What you see here are are five of the 40 new transit information display frames that were installed last week. And as I am speaking, signs are going into them right now. I wanna acknowledge um, the great work of my partners Um, here at TJPA, but also AC Transit, MTC, Muni, um, employees from those organizations have been so helpful in sharing everything they know about wayfinding In walking the facility numerous times to develop locations, um, to help sort through the bureaucracies. We're working together also on permitting to place three additional transit kiosks. In on the area sidewalks to help riders find the transit center. There are some locations that we find um, that maybe there's not line of sight or that would benefit from another kiosk. So um, again, staff helping me get that done. We're updating the Grand Hall decal to be more visible, revising the after hour guidance to um, Beale Street and First Street so that if you were to arrive here to take a bus, you need to get to the bus deck between the hours of 10.30 PM and 1.30 AM when the last bus goes that we make it as easy as possible for you to find an entrance to that location and a safe entrance. Um, and that's closest to the location where those late night buses arrive and leave from. Next slide. Um, again, many, many parts. Every time I walk with someone new, uh, and see the center through their eyes and through their transit pathway, um, we learn new things. So uh, we're I'm gonna work with uh, SFMTA on the bus plaza pylons that only have information on one side of them right now, which is a lost opportunity and then has involved uh, stickers on the other side. So gonna work on that. Um, also our digital signage, Uh, Using that static signs that repeat in the cases, um, they alternate with uh, advertising and with information about what buses are coming. Uh, So just changing those images more frequently. I was just thinking there's one that says um, you need to still wear a mask. And eventually, if you ride often, this kind of becomes wallpaper for people and they don't notice it. So I was just thinking maybe we update that slide with a big red banner that says, you know, now extended through April 18th, I think was the the date that Adam gave so that we continue to create new vitality and and good information. Next slide. Wayfinding improvement strategies involve all kinds of things, inclu- and, including uh, moving the clipper car machines from Shaw Alley. Uh, up to the bus deck because there aren't any there now eventually those clipper card machines probably I know there's a new iteration coming out um, so we'll have to invest in new machines and at that time we'll look again at where they are Um, and when we move them we'll look at how they're used and whether we've placed them in the right location uh, for greatest convenience for the riders. Adding crosswalk directional signs so people can get to Muni Plaza safely and understand where that is and where the crosswalk is. And then um, a big project still to analyze opportunities for additional directional signage within the center, um, helping people find their way. So, thank you so much. That concludes my part of this report. I think the next slide goes back to Lily. Next slide.
10: Thank you, Jen. Um, this slides um, will discuss implementing the Wayfinding Improvement Plan. Um, as we implement the plan, we are focused on phase one, um, as I mentioned earlier, which has a focus on digital improvements, including software application redesign, dashboard development, and research recommendations for hardware improvements. As previously mentioned, um, we're seeking additional funding and to move the long-term efforts of improvements for this program. And through our wayfinding working group, MTC pursued on our behalf regional measure two funds under under a digital marketing category to help supplement TJPA's funding balance of about $285,000, which was identified last year, and to couple it with a $200,000 MTC grant. As you may know, MTC is leading the regional effort on wayfinding implementation and strategy. With the MTC funds needing to be expended by June 2020, June 30, 2022, we took advantage of MTC's professional services bench where they have pre qualified consultants under their wayfinding and mapping categories that fits well for this purpose to provide us the expertise needed to undertake this work. So go ahead to the next slide, please. Shortly after the MTC approved the 200,000 allocation at the end of January, we took on the mini procurement schedule just shown here. and um, by emailing three contractors through the MTC's pre-qualified bench and receive two proposals, which we are recommending one professional service agreement before you today. Next slide, please. The scope of work is found on this slide and includes these buckets with a heavy focus on again, addressing digital wayfinding improvements as required by the MTC grant. Next slide. Um, Thus, we recommend um, the board authorize the executive director to execute a professional services agreement with Lowercase Productions to provide wayfinding signage consultation services for the Salesforce Transit Center for a term ending June 30th, 2023, and at a cost not to exceed 485,000. Um, this concludes our presentation. We do have Daniel Ryder, owner of Lowercase Productions, um, here with us this morning. If you have any questions for him, or Jen and I can add, answer any questions you may have.
0: Thank you, directors. Lily and Jen, thank you for the presentation. <clears throat> and thank you to all the partners too on helping um, in the working group and with funding in this initial phase. You know, the, it's a big center and those of us that don't frequent it every day can easily get lost. So this is a big, big step to, to get there where we can all navigate the Salesforce Center in, a, in an effective way. So thank you. Directors, any questions or comments?
7: Motion to approve. This is director Shaw.
0: Thank you, director Shaw. Before we go there, can you hold that? And can we take public comment or at least check if there's any public comment?
1: (laughs) There uh, is no public comment at this time. So we have
0: a first by director Shaw. Is there a second?
9: Second John Baptiste.
0: Thank you, director John Baptiste. Thank you, director Shaw for the the motion to approve roll call, please. Yes. Dr. John-Baptiste? Aye. Uh,
1: John-Baptiste, aye. Dr. Lipkin? Aye. Lipkin, aye. Dr. Shaw? Aye. Shaw, aye. Vice-Chair Mandelman?
12: Aye.
1: Mandelman, aye. Chair G? Yes. G. I. There are five ayes. Item 10 was approved. Director's item 11 is the San Francisco Peninsula Rail Program Executive Steering Committee update on the Downtown Rail Project. On Executive update and Michelle Bouchard Acting Executive Director of Caltrain and ESC Chair will present this item. Great.
3: Good morning Chair G and members of the board. I'll be providing a, a brief update and then uh, towards the end of my update, I'll be asking Alfonso to bring up a slide um, that uh, the team has put together To um, basically show where we're at in terms of the accelerated work plan and really give a lay of the land as to which items are intended to come to ESC uh, and then which ones will advance to uh, to this board over the course of the next few months. So uh, first of all, at our February meeting of the ESC, we received a presentation on the DTX capital funding strategy based upon the milestones of the FTA capital investment grants new starts program. Uh, As we've reported, DTX was admitted to the project development phase of this program in December of last year. Through the accelerated work plan adopted by the board in December 2020, SFCTA was assigned lead role working with TJPA and partnering agencies in developing the funding plan for DTX. Jesse Kaler, who is the CTA Rail Program Manager, will present this item to you today. The ESC also received a presentation of another work plan task, that and that is the governance study, uh, co-led again by um, SFCTA and MTC. This task explores the best institutional arrangement at a governance and implementation level for the delivery of the DTX through construction. In this presentation, which you'll also receive today, staff will explain the context and approach of the study, which will ultimately provide a recommendation for your consideration in September of this year for an institutional arrangement, which includes an organizational oversight structure and preferred project delivery agency recognizing TJPA's current legal authority to deliver DTX. The ESC advised the study team that a resulting recommendation should clarify responsibilities and authorities within the organization model to support decision-making and problem resolution. It should provide a management and oversight model that focuses on de-risking project delivery while ensuring project outcomes are achieved. And it should ensure a recommendation that is reasonably implementable within the time frame for the project to enter Uh, into final engineering in February of next year followed by a request for a full funding grant agreement in August. Um, So this governance task is being conducted at a time when other Bay Area agencies are also examining ways to deliver large complex projects with greater efficiency and timely execution. The study team was encouraged to leverage findings and discussions from those related efforts across the region while seeking guidance and lessons learned from recent projects. Um, So if I can ask um, that the slide be displayed, um, just wanna show, great, thank you. Um, I will hand it over to Alfonso, but uh, just again, acknowledging that it's it's a, a lot of work, a lot of important work. Many of these tasks are interlinked. Um, and I ask for Alfonso to please um, just describe the, the sequence of events depicted on this slide.
13: Great, Thank you, uh, Chair Bouchard. Um, as, as Chair Bouchard mentioned, the Accelerated Work Plan calls for several tasks, and we're showing them here, that will assist with um, getting DTX to project readiness as we advance through the um, project development phase of the Federal Transit Administration's capital investment grants new starts program and will prepare us for fta's evaluation of our project for grant approval these activities will be brought forward in the coming month in the coming months from the integrated management integrated project management team to the board through the esc incorporating and taking into account their guidance In addition to the capital funding plan and the governance study, which uh, Chair Bouchard just mentioned, these tasks include a rebranding strategy for DTX, a recommendation for a project delivery approach and contract packaging, an operations and maintenance plan and a commensurate 20-year funding plan, and an overall DTX capital cost and funding plan. Now, our team is quite busy right now as we work through these and other tasks associated with completing our 30% design update um, as we work together with our rail agency partners towards getting the DTX project for construction readiness. So that just concludes my comments on our work plan through the ESC. Um, Thank you.
2: Chair G, if I could for just one second thank uh, Chair Bouchard for her efforts. Nobody understands the challenges of governance, perhaps more than Caltrain, but congratulations to them on getting their term sheet approved on that topic uh, just this week. Um, And we kicked off with her team, her planning staff, and their consultants uh, some detailed work and a tour of the center and the entire alignment yesterday. Um, So a number of these tasks are underway, and we hope to get them to resolution on the schedule that Alfonso described. Thank you,
0: Adam.
3: And Chair G, that concludes my report.
0: Michelle and Alfonso, thank you for the update. Looks like you won't have anything to do next year if you get everything done this year. <laughs> <laughs> Directors, any questions on the report from Michelle and Alfonso? Not seeing any. I really appreciate both Adam your efforts and Michelle your efforts to let the board know what's coming and when I think that's really really important so that we can plan and anticipate you know major milestones that are for this year. Uh, Donald any public comment on this report? Uh, No public comment at this time. Okay thank you. Thank you Michelle. Thank you Alfonso. Thank you. Directors? Item
1: 12 is a presentation on the Downtown Rail Extension Funding Plan Update, and SFCTA Rail Program Manager, Jesse Kaler, will present.
6: Thank you, Mr. Secretary. Good morning, Chair G and Directors. Jesse Kaler, Rail Program Manager at SFCTA. I'm pleased to be here to present this funding plan update this morning. I do want to thank and acknowledge the joint SFCTA and TJPA funding team, as well as all of our other partners around the IPMT and ESC tables. Next slide, please. As the board is aware, and has been already mentioned this morning, DTX now has confirmed project development status under the FTA's New Starts Capital Investment Grants, or CIG program. The DTX adopted accelerated master schedule identifies a series of milestones for that New Starts process, each of which have associated funding plan requirements in order to demonstrate the progressive readiness of the project for delivery. Next slide, please. This slide outlines these FTA funding milestones for DTX specifically under the current planning level assumptions of an approximately $5 billion capital budget and a $2 billion New Starts grant. First, in less than a year from now, TJPA plans to request entry into the next phase of FTA work, known as the FTA engineering phase. Milestone one requires demonstrated commitment of 30% of the non-New Starts funds or approximately $900 million in capital funding. Second, in August of next year, the project plans to submit for a formal evaluation by FTA in order to request inclusion of the project in the president's budget recommendation to Congress. Milestone two requires a total demonstrated commitment of 50% of the non-New Starts funds or approximately $1.5 billion total. Finally, in advance of execution of the full funding grant agreement with FTA, which is scheduled for spring of 2025, the project must have all of the non-new starts funds committed for a total of potentially approximately three billion dollars. Next slide, please. Given these timelines, our immediate focus as a team is on milestones one and two, which must be reached in, reached in less than 18 months for a total commitment of one and a half billion dollars. This table illustrates our current planned baseline approach to reaching this 2023 milestone, including the following sources. Regional measure three funds, assuming that the fate of RM3 is determined between now and August of next year. Committed local sources, including the community facilities district special tax funds, impact fees, and the existing Prop K local sales tax. A reauthorization of that local sales tax measure, which Executive Director Vandewater noted, which will go to San Francisco voters in November of this year. Partner contributions to that FTA engineering phase, some of which will require further steps to be committed. For example, the potential contribution from high-speed rail is conditioned on resolution of state-level budget matters in the coming months. Potential receipt of a $5 million grant of CRISI grant funds from the Federal Railroad Administration for which TJPA soon expects to receive notice. And finally, state funding of approximately $600 million consistent with the TJPA's submitted application to the TIRC program with TIRCP funds potentially combined with other state funds. Next slide, please. This table provides a snapshot of the full build of the capital funding plan, reflecting target ranges for sources at all levels. The sources shown here reflect varying levels of development and certainty from already committed funds to potential future options under consideration. An important note on this table is that we expect and plan at this point for some give and take and contingency planning across these sources. As such, if you do strict math and add together the very top end of all of the ranges shown, the result will be more total funding than the overall need. A few additional specific items to highlight on this table. At a federal level, in addition to new starts, the project will be targeting other federal programs, including the federal state partnership program that was mentioned in one of the earlier reports which is in support of intercity passenger rail development. At a state level, we see an overall target of approximately 1.25 billion to one and a half billion, which will likely reflect some push and pull between the underlying sources or types of funds. For example, a committed source of plan funding is not currently identified for a contribution from the High Speed Rail Authority. Such a contribution could potentially take the form of jointly leveraging opportunities for other state funds or for new federal funds for DTX and high speed rail. Finally, at a local level, the funding team is continuing to work with the city and county to refine our understanding of the medium and longer term forecasts for the Transbay dedicated local sources, some of which have been affected by shifts in the pace of development in the Transbay District. Next slide, please. In closing, to recap some of our key funding risks and strategic focus items at each step of this process, For milestone one the team is particularly focused on the outcome of rm3 as well as the local sales tax reauthorization later this year and the one or potentially two cycles of tircp funding opportunities expected over the coming year for milestone two we will continue to be focused on the broad set of state funding sources as well as new federal programs beyond new start and finally for milestone three prior to execution of the new starts grant agreement we will be focused on potential new funding measures regionally and or locally, consideration of contributions from DTX partners, as well as a range of other potential sources that may be necessary to complete the full funding plan. That concludes my remarks for this item and we look forward to your discussion and questions. Thank you.
0: Jesse, thank you for your presentation. Um, some big numbers and 23 isn't that far away. So it's pretty amazing. So and directors questions? Director Shaw, then Vice Chair Mandelman.
7: Thank you for this report, Jesse. I just wondered um, how how I know some of this is potential. I mean, quite a bit of his potential. Um, but you also have the TIRCP money as planned. So Are you pretty sure we're going to get all $600 uh, there, I just wondered? And then my second question really is around, in Milestone 3, on the last one, you talk about operator capital contributions. Is that on the previous slide? Are you talking about Caltrain and High-Speed Rail there?
6: Thank you for the questions, uh, Director Shaw, and through the Chair, on your first question about level of certainty, you're right to flag that there's a wide variation in the level of commitment on these underlying sources. Uh, we think that from a TIRCP perspective and TJPA may want to weigh in that over multiple cycles, that a $600 million ask is reasonable and consistent with past practice at a state level in terms of investment in transformational transit infrastructure like TTX, And so we're hopeful that we'll be able to work with the state to secure at least that amount of funding from that program. And with respect to your question about operator contributions, you are correct. That refers to potential contributions from the two rail operators. It does not refer to contributions from the bus operators.
2: Uh, Director Shaw, through the chair, just a, a little more detail there. The Metropolitan Transportation Commission, as I said in my opening remarks, has endorsed our application for $25 million in the current cycle. There's approximately $600 million available statewide. Uh, But a number of the operators and uh, transit providers are looking to what's called an augmentation cycle, which is uh, proposed in the governor's budget at $2 billion for the current, uh, for the upcoming uh, budget. And that's, of course, subject to legislative authorization. Uh, If the legislature adopts all or a portion of that funding, that would become available this summer. Um, So our submission recognizes it's a multi-cycle ask, and as Mr. Kohler mentioned, um, it is in line with previous asks for previous mega projects like part of Silicon Valley and other um, projects in our region.
0: Director Shaw, any other questions?
7: Sorry, no, thank you.
14: Very good. Thank you. <clears throat> Vice Chair Mandelman. Uh, thank you, Chair G. Um, and apologize. My, for, I apologize for my... Um, Slowness on this, but um, or confusion. But there's going to be a uh, a cost reestimate for this coming in this process, right? So we're aiming at numbers based on our current cost estimate, and then we're going to get a number that's I'm going to imagine higher. <laughs> and I guess I'm wondering. I mean, we haven't done it, but where do we think we're headed, and how do we think about where we're headed? Because there's a tension between keeping a low number that is easier to meet and keep this thing moving forward, and a larger number that is probably more honest and less likely to have us in the position of all these other projects where you are coming in, you know, over budget, and everyone's angry about why that's happening. Um, and how does that, whichever side we, you know, whichever, wherever we end up on that number, which is probably higher than the current number we're aiming at, how does that impact, you know, our needs? So, for example, you know, the, the uh, local the, the, the expenditure advisory committee for transportation authority has put in $300 million for San Francisco to be contributing here. We're going to get that on the sales tax. BUT IT SEEMS LIKE THAT, YOU KNOW, that IF WE'RE AIMING AT THESE NUMBERS THAT ARE BASED ON A NUMBER THAT'S GOING TO CHANGE, HOW DOES THIS, HOW'S THIS GOING TO WORK OUT, ADAM?
2: YEAH, THROUGH THE CHAIR TO I THE VICE I VERY MUCH APPRECIATE THE QUESTION, uh, A COUPLE OF COMMENTS. SO AS YOU KNOW, THE LAST BOTTOM UP FULL COST ACCOUNTING OF THE PROJECT WAS DONE IN 2016. We've subsequently made some design changes to the program going from three tracks to two along Townsend Street, making some improvements to the, the 4th and Townsend Station, uh, and of course, uh, some cost escalation of the deferral. The balance of that, um, we have reasonable confidence uh, in, and that uh, informed the cost estimate we submitted to the Cal uh, STA TURSEP application last week, uh, which is what Mr. Kohler showed on the slide of four point four to $5 billion. Uh, the cost estimate, our project management, project controls team is going to be undertaking throughout this calendar year. Um, we will peer review that uh, estimate, which we should have this fall over the course of this winter, um, and have should have very strong confidence with appropriate um, levels of contingencies in it prior to our submission to the FTA in the spring of 2023. So... Long way of saying we we have some uh, degree of confidence in the numbers that we are putting forward to you today, which reflects a, the uh, real uh, cost inflation of projects like this of about 3% a year since 2016, and the projected cost inflation of about 5% going forward, as well as um, the changes to the design. Um, but of course, we're still advancing that design to a 30% level. Um, And we'll need to do a full accounting of what is and is not in that program from a cost and risk perspective, peer review that and get that number by early next year.
14: So we don't believe that we are headed toward a six or seven billion dollar project here. Uh,
2: We know there is that history in the Bay Area um, and we want to get as accurate and uh, um, complete an estimate as we can. Um, And we can we're happy to update the board as, as that comes into clearer view. Um, but the $4.4 billion to $5 billion range that is shown to you in this item um, does reflect current thinking. Um, it does not lo- currently reflect the level of pricing and, and details that we'll be undertaking throughout the remainder of the calendar year.
0: Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you for the question, Vice Chair Mandelman. Um, any other questions or comments from the board? Director John-Baptiste?
9: Uh, thank you. um and thanks for this update. i I guess I'd love to hear how things go in your in your federal level conversations this weekend and into next week, Adam, I, the scale that we are trying to reach with this project is obviously really significant. And given the many demands for local transportation funding and the unlikely in my mind scenario that there's a regional measure that can fill some of these gaps in the time frame that we need. It, it just appears very much to me like we're gonna be really relying on federal and state support for this project. And so I think just anything that you can offer in terms of keeping us updated, how those conversations are going and what support you need from us as the board would be appreciated.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that, Director John P. through the chair. um, We will be meeting, as I mentioned, with administrators in D.C. and our federal delegation and asking these very questions. Um, We do know that our project um, uh, fares very favorably in terms of the cost per metric ton of greenhouse gas emissions relative to other projects, in terms of ridership, in terms of regional impact, in terms of its history and its inclusion and everything from Plan Bay Area 2050. Um, to projects of national significance. Um, but you're correct that we, we do have sizable state and federal um, requests to fill that funding gap. Um, we do have local and regional endorsements for those requests. Um, and we're hopeful that we are successful in, in uh, putting those together. And as you, as Mr. Kohler mentioned, um, it does not rely on a, uh, a future regional measure that is listed as a potential. Um, but as you saw, if we had if we were successful in every potential line item in that chart, um, we'd be at one point three billion or more over what we think we will need um, based on the coming or the forthcoming cost estimate. But we will certainly keep the board apprised as this develops.
0: Thank you, Adam, Director John Baptiste. Thank you for your question. Any additional comments or questions? <clears throat> Well, thank you for the presentation. Following, you know, Vice Chair Mandelman's comments, my advocacy is to get the right number, not one that will get us funding and not one that pretends that we can do it for a different number. We need to get the right number with appropriate contingencies. So I see two parallel work streams, both the funding plan and the, the estimate that will be peer reviewed and double checked with the others coming together later this year. And hopefully they come together with the right number for the project it doesn't really help us to have a different number other than the right number. Very good. <clears throat> I think that concludes this com- item. Any public comments, uh, Donald, on this item? Yes. Uh, moderator.
1: Hello, Caldwell. Please state your name. Your two minutes begin now.
12: Good morning, uh, directors. Um, Roland for Brian san Jose. And uh, thank you to um, Director Mandelman for stealing my, uh, my thunder. Um, I basically wanted to talk about the same um, issue: is that we're looking at potential 5.3 to 6.4 billion dollar funding, but the current project cost estimate is being between 4.4 and 5 billion dollars. So, putting some um, uh, flesh on what was discussed here, um, I'm going to echo what I said at the CAC is whether there are any opportunities to incorporate not only the PACS, but also the SCRSS, which includes a relocation of 22nd Street Station, and just have one project and have it over and done with. Um, with regard to, I really appreciate also the comment that Chair G made about um, getting the, the right number. I personally believe that the right number will be coming from the private sector to the unsolicited um, uh, business um, uh, proposal, uh, not from the ad- necessary additional federal and state support, um, I had planned to actually start getting involved in this last December. But as some of you may have heard, I experienced a, a minor derailment um, in the South Bay, and I'll be start, start start working on this project as soon as that matter has been resolved. Thank you.
1: That does conclude public the comment. Um, Thank um, you. Let's go on. Directors, item 13 is a presentation on the Downtown Relic Section Governance Study and Context Approach and TJPA DTX Project Director Alfonso Rodriguez and SFCTA Rail Program Manager, Jesse Kalin will present.
13: Thank you. I mentioned earlier the San Francisco Rail Program Memorandum of Understanding calls for the implementation of a work plan consisting of various tasks intended to prepare in advance the downtown rail extension project through construction for service operation. And one of these tasks call for the identification of the best institutional arrangement for project delivery and a management framework, otherwise known as a governance model. In this presentation, Jesse and I will provide the context and approach for this work. Next slide, please. TJPA has the existing legal authority and primary jurisdiction for implementing DTX. The MOU governance structure, which created the Integrated Project Management Team, or IPMT, and the advisory group, known as the Executive Steering Committee, or ESC, has been quite effective in terms of collaborating, creating alignment and support among our transit and agency partners, helping us work towards project readiness and favorable positioning for funding. I should point out that there are other ongoing project delivery evaluations, and I think they were noted earlier today, by regional transit planning agencies, namely the County Transportation Authority and the Metropolitan Transportation Commission. Each of the are examining ways to build capacity for effectiveness in undertaking large scale and complex projects such as DTX. The governance study also recognizes the timeframe for completing this work as established by the schedule previously adopted by this board, which identifies our request to enter into the final engineering phase of the Federal Transit Administration New Starts program in February. I believe that was also pointed out earlier, um, followed by a request for a full funding grant agreement. With our full funding grant agreement, we'll be able to start construction of our major DTX construction packages. I'm going to turn it over to Jesse to cover the next few items.
6: Thank you, Alfonso. Good morning again, directors. I'm here this morning for this item. I'll note as Alfonso teed me up on behalf of the joint MTC and SFCTA governance team uh, with our two agencies identified as the co-lead responsible agencies to prepare the DTX governance recommendations working in cooperation with TJPA and the other parties to our MOU. Uh, the The DCX project, as you all know, is complex, and it is situated in a dynamic urban environment. Successful procurement and construction of the project will require the coordination and joint action of several project partners and numerous other stakeholders. Put simply, governance is the means to codify how decisions will be made, who will have a voice in those decisions, and who will be accountable for them. Our governance study team has developed a basic framework, as shown on this slide, to help us in developing recommendations for DTX governance consistent with the guidance of the MOU. On the left, we refer to two primary levels of authority and organization. First, the institutional level, where authority and ultimate accountability for delivery of the project reside. And second, the management level, which will be responsible for delivery of the project and which must have the appropriate capabilities to do so. As an overlay to these two levels, the overall project governance model shown on the right refers to the organizational oversight and decision-making framework that stitches these levels together and which provides for direction and management of project scope, schedule, budget, risk, and change. In more colloquial terms, I I find it helpful to think of the institutional and management levels as the bricks of our structure and the governance model as the mortar with this mortar cementing these two levels together as a coherent and functional whole. Next slide, please. To make this framework a bit more tangible, this slide inventories the key components of governance the study is considering. First, at the institutional level, this includes making the recommendation to the board regarding the lead agency for delivery, confirming the asset ownership model, and putting forward a framework for roles and responsibilities of the involved agencies over the life of the project. Second, for the project governance model, key recommendations are anticipated to include the approach to change control and configuration management and the structure for project-specific decision-making, as well as the approach to oversight of the project delivery team. Finally, the management framework will respond to the project delivery approach that is being identified through our our, our parallel project delivery strategy workstream, with this management approach identifying the organizational design for the project delivery team, as well as the key functions and relationships of this team. I will note and recognize that this is a long list of elements of governance. We do plan to take a prioritized and pragmatic approach in the study with a focus in the coming months on the most essential decisions and direction setting that are required to keep the project on track, with certain elements having the opportunity to be more fully specified following, following development of the overall governance model and the preparation of the study's policy level recommendations. On the whole, we anticipate the study will set the table for an evolution to the governance structure currently in place under the MOU, which is our which is currently guiding our collective project development phase activities for DTX. Next slide, please. As ESC Chair Bouchard noted, the study team presented our planned approach for the study at the ESC's February meeting. Uh, I will just echo a few of the points raised by ESC Chair Bouchard, which included an overall recognition that larger scale institutional changes, for example, at the regional level, are not anticipated to take place within our project delivery timeframe. ESC members also particularly zeroed in on the project management and project oversight components of governance as a means to de-risk project delivery. Finally, the ESC is seeking an integrated approach to both the project delivery or procurement recommendation and the recommendations within this study with respect to project governance. I will now turn it back to Alfonso to present the study timeline.
13: The study team will take into account the guidance and parameters mentioned a moment ago, and will evaluate institutional options for a project delivery uh, structure that will be presented to the ESC in May and the TJPA board in June. And with the input, we'll proceed with the development of a proposed governance and model and management framework with its full recommendation to be presented to the ESC in July. Again, with that input, a final recommendation will be prepared and presented in August to the ESC for advancement to the TJPA board in September for its consideration to adopt. Shown in the slide, the IPMT will be engaged throughout the process. So this concludes our presentation. Jesse and I are available to address your questions.
0: Alfonso and Jesse, thank you for the presentation. Directors, questions and comments?
7: Yeah, I just, um, this is a huge task. And I just keep looking at the comment that's made that the institutional changes will not occur at a pace of DTX project delivery. So I think these are really good points from the ESC. And I guess I just ask how confident is the ESC that, that these will be able to be taken care of during this process?
6: Uh, thank you for the question, Director Shaw, through the chair and Adam. I don't Adam Adam, if you on behalf of the ESC, want to take that first?
2: I was going to say thank you, uh, Mr. Kohler, and for the chair, to Director Shaw, Um, not to speak for every member of the ESC, but I think we all recognize the ambition of the Accelerated Work Program and what we need to achieve on the schedule we need to. Um, But we are off to a very good start and are looking to uh, all the partners involved and to all the experience within the Bay Area on the same topic to inform that and move us forward on calendar. But... Um, your point is well taken that there is, um, there is ambition built in here and we have work ahead of us, um, but that work is already underway and and it's making significant progress.
0: Thank you, Adam, for, for um, your thoughts and comments. <clears throat> this is a lot of work in a short amount of time. So <clears throat> that's good to, to at least roll up your sleeves and get at it. That's that's. And so far, the ESC and IPMT have met the milestones on the work plan that was uh, set with the MOU, so that's great. Directors, other questions or comments? Excuse me. Director John-Baptiste.
9: Thank you. Um, Not a question, but just an appreciation to the team for tackling this and for being so... so clear about the approach that you're taking these are I think not only really complex questions they're critical questions to the success of the project and to the success overall of the functioning of of the system once it's built and so I just I appreciate the work that you're doing and let us know how we can support you in doing it.
0: Thank you director john Baptiste. hopefully maybe there's a model that can roll out of this for other projects in the region too. Other thoughts and comments from the board? If not, Don on any public comment. Uh, I am seeing no public comment at this time. Okay, Jesse Alfonso, thank you for the presentation.
1: With no public comment, directors, that
0: does conclude the business before you today. Board, thank you for your time today—a um, gift of an hour on your Thursday. Um, please okay. use it wisely and. and uh, thank you for your time today i really appreciate it thank you for all the presentations from the team members and partners thank you to the public for participating and i will see us all together in april everyone be well and meeting adjourned thank you donald have a good one everyone i'm a silent disco